Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. I'm here with Pastor Kenny King, and yep. we are continuing our What About series. We've talked about a lot of different things. What about this? What about that? Uh, today, uh, in our What About series, we are talking about what about the prosperity that our country enjoys. Yes. And so people will use this argument to say... America is so unbelievably blessed. I mean, we have we're wealthy. We're one of the you know we're the greatest nation in the in the um, in the world. Freedom, freedoms. Yes, right. we have freedom. I mean, like we 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 look at all of these prosperities and we say the the conclusion is surely God is blessing us. Yes. Therefore, whatever you know, whatever uh, sins of the past you want to bring up, racism, slavery, discrimination, injustice. Whatever, whatever those might have been, they can't be that bad, right? Because why would why would God bless our country so much? God won't bless you in your mess. That's <laughs> yes. what people say, right? That is right. That's right. Yes. So, um, so the so so we're so today we're talking about this kind of what about what about the prosperity of our country? So, Pastor Kenny, are there are there any merits to such an argument? Well, it's hard to find merits, but, um, you know, just just trying to be faithful, uh, right. <laughs> try to yes. lead with grace. Okay, yes. So at, at its very core, it does acknowledge that blessings do come from the Lord. Yes. So that's it. That's a good thing because sometimes yes. people don't acknowledge that, right? That's right. Whether yeah. it's material blessing or whether it's uh, any other blessing, sometimes right. people want to give credit to Something the universe else. or yeah, yeah, any yeah. other any number of different things. So. Right. At least this argument does give credit to the Lord for blessings of any kind. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. What else would you say, brother? I mean, we could. You could say that. Uh, we wouldn't say this, but I mean, other religions would say. You know, they they would they would see that as uh, as a sign of God's favor, God's pleasure. Right. right. And so uh, there, there are there are lots of other kind of worldviews. Yes. That that do include. God, a God, uh, not the God, but a God. And so, I mean, I think some of those other worldviews would say, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Right? This, you this are seems... rewarded for good. Mm-hmm. You are punished for bad. Yes. Right. And so for them, it, it may, you know, the argument is valid. Yes. But for us, right, as, as Christians, as Christ followers, I, you know, we're going to have problems with this argument. Yes. So um, what, what arguments, I mean, what problems do you see? Well, while they acknowledge that blessings come from the Lord, they it fails to acknowledge that curses also right. come from the Lord. Mm. Um, I Sovereign see a lot, over it all, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see a lot of times we we tend to blame the curses on Satan. Yeah, like Satan is the mm-hmm. one in control over yep. the, the curses. Not saying that Satan doesn't mess with stuff; he definitely does. But God is sovereign right. over Satan. Sovereign over everything that Satan does. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we also blame uh, in our country. We like to blame the other political party for the for the bad stuff that happens in our right. in our yeah. nation. So, 
But while you're acknowledging the blessings come from the Lord, you also have to acknowledge that the curses also mm. come from the Lord. What else, brother? Right. Um, well, I mean, the the kind of the big argument against any kind of prosperity type art uh, uh, type uh, defense is that they normally uh, wrongly define blessing. Yes. So. Um, for many, they would say blessing means a new car, or blessing means a new home, or bless. Right? If I'm if I'm getting these things, and, and so we would say money, wealth, the accumulation of wealth or stuff, power is, yeah. is seen as a blessing, right? Um, but but that's not the way the Bible defines blessing, right? And so I think I think any any time you're using kind of those metrics. Yes. Uh, it, well, we're the we're the wealthiest country in the world. Therefore, we must be blessed by God. We have the most powerful military that ever existed. Yes. So we must, we must be, be blessed by blessed God. by God. So any any of that any of that kind of metric that kind of line of thinking um, is uh, it's going to be erroneous, right? I mean, there's it, it it's just a it's just a poor way of defining blessing. So what else would you add there? Yeah, at its core, this argument is. The prosperity gospel. Yeah, that's right. Which is a heresy. <laughs> yes. And instead of being applied to an individual, as we traditionally see it, mm-hmm. where, okay, well, you must be doing, God must be pleased with you. Right. Because you have these material blessings, or God must not be pleased with you mm-hmm. because you have all these um, curses. Right. Um, and instead of on the individual level, we're putting it on the collective level, on right. the national level. Right. To say that God must be pleased with the nation mm-hmm. if we have all this prosperity. And and that's a dangerous heresy. And it's a heresy that is um, just a cancer yep. um, mm-hmm. to the church in the United States and Africa throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, this this gospel is a cancer. It, it, it focuses mm-hmm. on works and it, fo- it takes the focus off of Jesus and yep. him alone. Right. And puts it on material blessings here on earth and not on the blessing mm-hmm. of being with him for all eternity in heaven. Right. Uh, and so that's the at its core. That mm-hmm. is the biggest problem for me is it's a heresy. Right. And and we have to protect ourselves from that. Um, brother, what else would you say? Well, I think, you know, building on that, like because yeah. I think a lot of people would say, well, I don't I mean they, they would see the error in the prosperity gospel. Yes. Although a lot of people have more prosperity in their thinking than maybe they realize. Absolutely. I mean, this whole idea that God's going to bless me if I do right. Yes. Um, good things are going to happen to me if I'm good to others, you know, kind of the karma. Like, like we know not to use the language of karma or whatever. Right. But there is this kind of thinking, and, and here's how it's evident. Here's how you know that, that that's the kind of thinking. Because we're so upset when hard things happen. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're obviously expecting good things to happen to us. And, and it's, it's not just that we're upset that bad things are happening, but it's, it's the whole question of how could this happen to me? You right. Know, how, how could, I am such a, I'm doing, I'm doing good things. I go to church. Yeah. I read my Bible. Mm-hmm. I pray, uh, you know, all these. So it's, it, I, I think, although we might kind of say, Hey, look, I, I would never believe in the prosperity gospel. I'm, you know, we still have to recognize that there are are ways in which the prosperity gospel finds its uh, find um, finds its way into our thinking, and 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 so I think for more conservative people, uh, more biblically conservative people, right, 
they're gonna they're gonna look at kind of okay America's status. We are a great country. Yes. And then they're gonna kind of pull in some you know what we would call you know patriotism. Like we should love our country. We yes. should support our country. We should be behind our country. And and so they're gonna kind of pull on pull these things together. And then they're gonna say they're just gonna kind of look at that and say surely God is blessing our country. Right. Right. So they wouldn't say. You know we're we're prospering because you know God is God is God has made us a prosperous country because uh, none of the stuff that we've ever done is bad and we're perfect. They 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 wouldn't go that far, you know. Right. But but there's still a way in which they're trying to pull these kind of prosperity ideas into their thinking. Yes. And I I think I think there's a real danger in that. Um, maybe even more so than just the direct. I mean, well, I mean. Both of both both versions of that are very dangerous. Right, I mean, the prosperity gospel is extremely dangerous, and um, but but this is dangerous as well. I yes, mean, the, the idea that, well, you know, there's just no way that we would be such a successful, such a good country, um, and and God not bless us and God not take care of us. Right, you know? and um, I mean, there's even a part of this, an, another another kind of sliver of theology that kind of comes in here is the whole idea of America is good to Israel. Yes. And so therefore God blesses us. Yes. Because the promise that God made to Abraham, right? All the way right. back, right? Right. And so, um, I mean, that is a particular form of theology, a particular uh, form of kind of approaching um, the Old and the New Testament, understanding the Old and the New Testament. But, but it's still, there's that seed of prosperity in it. Yes. Right? It's... If we do good to this people, God's people, Israel, then God will God will reward us as a country. And there's and so, even a there's even a radical form of that to where America becomes Israel for some right. people in mm-hmm. the Bible. Yes. Right? We mm-hmm. are now God's chosen people right. instead of Israel mm-hmm. being God's chosen people. <laughs> I remember you know, going into Revelation, uh, we're preaching through Revelation and mm-hmm. and People are looking for America. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> in a it's, revelation it's in there somewhere, yeah. he's got to be in there somewhere because mm-hmm. we're so great, right? Right. Yeah. Like, it has to be in there. It's like, nope, you're we not. Can't, <laughs> we can't be Babylon. Right. That can't be us. It can't right? be Babylon. Like, if, like, if anything, well, that might be uh, where we are. But I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Right. But oh. well, we we want to see America in the picture of mm. you know either coming to the aid of Israel or. Right. We're actually um, God's chosen people. So yeah, yeah. What else would you add as far as what other problems would you see maybe with this argument? So it, it focuses on the blessing, but it it doesn't it it can overlook evidence mm. of God's actual judgment right. on the uh, United States because God's judgment doesn't always come as as clear. Like he does, he doesn't always send a prophet and say, "I'm going to judge right. you for mm. this sin." Mm-hmm. Sometimes his judgment comes in a way that's not always evident. And right. so when you look at something like the Civil War, mm-hmm. um, that could be a judgment of God for right. the sin of slavery. Right. So, okay, you won't get rid of your own? Well, okay, here's a war right. um, to judge you for not coming to your senses and getting rid of this this scourge on the nation, right? Yeah, right. Um you look at the civil rights movement and the protest and the destruction that came from that, it, mm-hmm. that could very well be a, a judgment from God. Mm. And so 
if you're going to to look at the the wealth and say these these are from God, look at the look at the you know tragedies in our past and say this could possibly be judgment from God for our sins, m- more directly related to um, the different things like civil right. war is di- directly related to slavery, right? Protest that mm-hmm. led to destruction are directly related to the civil rights movement. Look at mm-hmm. those things and say, maybe this was God's judgment for those different sins. Yeah. Right. So that kind of brings up the question, right? We're thinking, you know, trying to, trying to work through all this and see these problems. H- how do we think through this biblically? We've tried to do this in every, with every, with every one of our, uh, what about series. And so when we're thinking about kind of this, what about the prosperity of our country? And surely that's a sign of God's blessing. H- how do we, how do we try to better think through that biblically? Yeah, so there's this idea of God's coming grace. And when we think about wealth and blessing, um, you know, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, when he's telling us to to love our enemies, mm. he says that we should be like God, our Father, who makes his rain fall mm-hmm. on the just and the unjust, and his sun to shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. Right. And so just because you are experiencing the blessing of God's rain and God's sunshine or God's material wealth or mm-hmm. health or whatever you want to call it does not mean that he is pleased with you. Right. That's his common grace. Yeah. He out of the goodness of of who he is. Right. He he blesses the human race. Mm-hmm. And so we we should not look at that and say, well, that means our sins are not that bad or right. that we don't have any sins mm-hmm. because we are receiving the Lord's blessing. Right. Uh, that's that's God in his loving kindness, mm. in his grace, mm. just pouring out his blessings on the earth. Right. Um, we should not take that as um, a license for whatever we want to do or whatever we have done. Right. It's yeah. not necessarily that we we are pleasing to God just because we are receiving his blessing. Mm. It's good. What else yeah. would you say, brother? Well, I, you know, I mean, going back to kind of a little bit of what we said earlier, we we need a more biblical understanding of blessing in yes. general, right? Um, if you think the greatest blessing that you can get from God is a new car, right? Or, um, uh, yeah. The American dream, right? The, the, the new house, a better, a better this, a better that, right? If if the stuff of earth has become that important to you, then I, then I, I the, the Bible is going to challenge you on that, right? I mean, right. the Bible is going to say, no, the actual blessing is God Himself, right? The, the actual blessing is our relationship with Him through turning from our sins and trusting in Jesus Christ. That that relationship is enjoyed in the experience of a local church, a local community of faith, where we love each other and pray with each other, and Amen. Th- that is the blessing. The blessing is not that the promise is not to quote my wife, right? The, the promise is not that God is going to pull us out of suffering or pull us out of difficulty. Mm-hmm. The promise is that God is going to be with us in Amen. those, right? His presence will be with us in those uh, difficulties and in those hardships. If we define blessing like that, then it's re- it, that's going to radically change this whole, what about our prosperity? Yes. Right. Cause, cause then you're going to be asking, well, is the Lord with us? You know, right. Um, are we actually obedient to, are we being obedient to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Are we being obedient to his word? And that's going to, we're going to have to rethink then, right? Cause we're like, yeah, well, this is, you know, cause then you start going back and looking at our history and thinking, 
well, no, we were ratted. This was terrible disobedience here. Yes. I mean, this was hor- This was an atrocity. You know, this is awful. And so I think that's going to that's gonna change how we kind of judge that when we, when we biblically understand blessing. So, right. Um, what else would you add? As yeah. Far as you know, to, to, to that point about understanding blessing, the Sermon on the Mount begins with the Beatitudes and the Beatitudes kind of turn the idea of blessing yeah, that that's we right. have on its head. Sure. <laughs> blessed are the poor mm-hmm. in spirit, you know, uh, blessed are the meek. And mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of us don't fall in those categories. Blessed are you when you are, suffering for righteousness sakes mm-hmm. when you are persecuted right all those different um you know circumstances that we don't like mm-hmm. <laughs> that we don't tend to right. to want to to experience jesus calls them blessing and so we need to turn that on its head when we think about blessing in our nation as well i would also say that um looking at our present circumstances is not a good way to determine if god is pleased with us and that kind of ties into that point um Mm -hmm. being rich can be a curse yeah so jesus tells a a parable it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a parable because he doesn't say you know it's it's like or he actually calls the the poor man by name Mm -hmm. lazarus right and so he tells this story about the rich man and lazarus the rich man dies and he goes to hell Mm-hmm. Lazarus dies as a poor man and goes to heaven. So in that right. case, being rich was not a blessing. It mm-hmm. was a curse. Yeah. Um, and there's other stories in James 5 where the rich are um, sinning against God by mm-hmm. withholding wages. Mm-hmm. And James writes that they are fattening, them, fattening themselves <laughs> right. until the day of slaughter, right? Yeah. Um, it's other examples of that is just right. the idea of being rich can be a curse. And, the and I- even, even, even like, because you could say, well, that's just all individuals. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at the history of Israel. Oh, yes. Right? I mean, like leading up, <laughs> leading up to the judgment of God, to the exile, mm-hmm. when they were taking I mean, everything was pretty good. Yes. Right? And they're all kind of patting themselves on the back and thinking, look at how great we are and we're prospering and everything's yes. going great. And what are the prophets saying? Nope. Judgment is coming. coming. Repent, you know. Uh, Stop looking at how good things are going as a way to judge whether or not you're being faithful or unfaithful to the Lord. Yes. And so I think I think that is a you know a good a good way. I mean, we just recently preached through we're preaching through Revelation. So uh, the seven churches or the um, you know the churches that are there, and the church the the last church Laodicea. Yes. Is apparently prospering. So rich. Materially. Yes. And they're wealthy. And that's one of the things that Jesus is like, you are focused on the wrong thing. Right. You know, you need to sell all that stuff and you need to be focused on the clothing that I can give you, which is yes. my righteousness, right? He calls them to repentance and faith. And so, so yeah, I, I think, um, I, I think when we try to, um, when we try to look at our present circumstances and say, this must mean God is blessing me. Yes. I just think we have to be really careful with such a judgment. Right. Yeah. 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 All lastly, right. yes. I would say that God's judgment, again, is not always obvious. God has, has put a principle in place called reaping and sowing. Galatians 6 says that God will not be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. And that's true from from the beginning of creation all the way to the end. So God doesn't have to say, I'm going to judge you for something, for sin. Right. 
And the example is polygamy in the Old Testament. God already had said in in Genesis 2, um, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, his one wife, and the two will become one flesh. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to repeat himself and tell you (laughs) to have one spouse. Right. So a lot of the patriarchs violated this command. That's right. Abraham has multiple wives. Mm -hmm. He reaps what he sows. It did not go well. It did not go well well for him, him, right? David has multiple wives. God never says, David, I'm going to punish you for having multiple wives. David reaps what he sows. Solomon has multiple wives. God never says, I'm going to punish you for having multiple wives. He says, you will reap what you sow. And so we can look at our past and say, well, God hasn't clearly said we're judging you for slavery or judging you for racism or discrimination or or any number of sins. But we have to realize that God doesn't necessarily have to say that. He's going to say you will reap what you sow and you will reap, not necessarily at the time you will think you will reap. It Mm. will come upon you at at some point. You look at the division in this country and the, the constant um, just bickering at one another. Maybe that's us reaping what we've sown. We, right. we just haven't treated people right. And so you you will reap what you sow. God's judgment is not always obvious. It will come it will come to you at some point in time. And don't you think I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a rabbit trail just for yeah. a second. Because I think this is this has been something that's been very interesting to me with the merge. Like there is a completely different culture between African Americans and majority white people. Yes. Right? I mean like right. different style of food, different clothing, different uh speech. Yes. I mean like all these differences, right? We we've noted that even in the church. Right. I mean there are different ways that, you know, stuff we've laughed about. I mean different ways you approach the pastor and yes. uh you know d- different things like that. And so I mean, in one sense, is that kind of a long, and I don't want to make more of this than it is, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that God is judging us in the sense that we have these different cultures or whatever, but what I'm saying is, is that those things divide us. Yes. Like that is an ongoing consequence. Right. And so we've tried to battle through some of those yes. things and it's difficult. Yes. It's difficult to find a style of music that everybody is like, yes, that's, that's my kind it. of music, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, just working through some of those cultural, cultural issues, uh, presents a, presents a challenge. It makes, yeah. um, diversity and in fellowship increase. It, it just increases the difficulty of, of making that work. I absolutely believe that's the, the history of our nation is we have reaped division in the church. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes diversity and fellowship difficult. It makes right. it really hard. And so yeah, we, we can fight through that through, through Christ through, but you know what, know what that takes. It takes acknowledging the seriousness of your sins, right. repenting of that sin and turning to Jesus for, right. for healing. It, it does not require, you know, it does not require us to say we're all right with God. He's mm-hmm. blessing us. We're going to be okay. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not what it calls. It calls us for humility, repentance right. and crying out to God. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think even there is even some in the majority culture who are like, well, it's just okay. You know, like, yeah, we'll have our white churches and we'll they'll have. Some oh white yeah. We hear that and, now a lot. Right? And even in the minority culture, yes. there's that, right? I mean, there's like, Hey, yeah, we'll just have our own. And it's like, 
maybe one of the consequences is we're okay with, I mean, yes. as Christians, we've become okay with the division. We're missing, the judgment is we're missing out on the blessing. That's the, that's, that's the judgment. That's and, we, and we don't, we don't see that because we think mm-hmm. we're okay in our, and we and never our, experience it. Right. We never experience the blessing. Man. Yeah. That's good. Right. Well, hopefully that's uh, been helpful to you today. We want to, uh, as always, close with a crazy question. <laughs> so the crazy question for today, Pastor Kenny, is... Yes. We're, we're talking about... We talked a lot about material blessing, so we're right. just going to roll with that uh, today on our crazy question. So, Pastor Kenny, if you won the lottery... I mean, I don't know. How much, how, how much money is in the lottery? I don't even Powerball know. Powerball is always really up there. It's so like seven, eight million or yeah, something. Like, like hundreds like, of millions. Oh, hundreds yeah. of millions. Yeah, it's wow. always hundreds of millions. Of okay, okay. Yeah. So, Pastor Kenny, I would have you to win the lottery. <laughs> you get a hundred, you win a hundred million dollars. Yes. What's the first thing you're going to purchase? You know what? I'm going to... Um, Upgrade my technology. Yes, with, you're gonna get some Apple no, products. With nothing, Apple product. With nothing He's gonna get that an iPhone. Apple. Nothing iPhone. that's Apple. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna get the best Android phone. <laughs> and it'll still be worse than the iPhone. Yes, I'm gonna do everything Brother, that is not Apple. Come on, I'm going to. <laughs> if you make a hundred million dollars, you could buy one of each. I'm not doing. And then you could actually test it to see which one is better, I'm, and I'm you will finally come to the conclusion. I, Apple products are far superior. Not doing that. Oh my goodness! Going to get get all the best non Apple technology. Fancy Android. (laughs) Just to try to yes. Oh goodness. Okay. All right. What Um, about you, brother? First thing you would do. The thing that I always think about when stuff like that, you know, like if I won this or, uh, you know, I'm. you know, we've joked about me collecting cards and, and, you know, I'm always like, what are we going to do if we open the, you know, we open this card and it's an, you know, an autograph of a rookie and it's worth, you know, we call it when we call, we actually call it the mortgage card. Mortgage card. Yes. Because the first thing I would do is basically just pay off my mortgage. Nice. I feel like Kenny, I would be a really, really <laughs> rich man if I just paid off my house. Yes. Because then I would have all this extra money every month, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I think if I, I think if I won the lottery, I mean, that would be my. I don't necessarily. I mean, obviously, my wife. You know, we could we could definitely do some things to our house around the house that need to happen. But just the idea of being able to pay off the house would be just incredible. And yes, I don't even necessarily want a different house. Just want the same house. I mean, I love my house, yes. you know, but yes. but I would uh, just pay it off. But yeah, if I had it paid off, then I could fix some stuff yeah. that needs to be fixing. Because <laughs> there's some places that need a paint job, Kenny. I ain't gonna lie to you, right? So, um, yeah, I think I, I think I would start there, you know, pay off yes. the house, and then uh, and then I could, you know, then you then I'm just kind of freed up to, you know, um, do with it as I will, I guess. But that would be the first thing. Yeah. I got to throw something else out there because okay. I want I want somebody to send me one. I heard this past send week. Send you one. Um, I, was visit, I was with my sister in St. Louis, and she said there's such a thing as a robotic lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that one of those. So you can, you can like program it in or something, <laughs> yes. like the dimensions of your yard, so it'll know yes. exactly how to do it. I don't want to mess with mowing lawns anymore. Is it like the is it like the vacuum thing? Like the Roomba or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like a Roomba. Yes. Yes. I want a robotic mower. So um mm. I'm gonna buy me one of those if I win the mm. lottery. But if anybody wants to send that to me now, 
like a I would sponsorship. be happy with that. Yeah, sponsor. I will sponsor. The, I will say your name. We will say it every episode. Every episode. If you send me one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. Well, we're probably not going to win the lottery because nope. you actually have to you play, play it, it first to win it. But um, but we uh, enjoy talking about and laughing about the things that we would buy if we did win it. Uh, hopefully that's been helpful to you guys, and uh, you can always send us in our. You can always email us and tell us what you would buy. What would be the first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? That would be funny. Yes. Um, but anyway, we hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.